Welcome to the FML Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie, and I'm here to motivate, educate, and inspire you on all things fitness, mindset, and lifestyle. That is right, we are bringing a new meaning to those letters. I'm the owner and head coach of CamFit Training, where we help women live confident and empowered lives. Today, I'll be sharing some honest insight about what I've learned and I'm still learning in my own journey, as well as our CamFit fans, so that you can live empowered too. What's up, beautiful people? Hi, hello, welcome back. So happy you're here as per usual. Today, Tanasia is here with me again. We are on a podcast streak, we are on a roll. We've been drinking wine, and we are about to be talking about some topics that need to be addressed head on. Absolutely. So if you hear this, it's because we're cheersing to breaking stigmas. Because I think it needs to be said, and I think that we're the perfect people to talk about it. Because we see a lot of stigmas when clients come in in the beginning, right, Um, with just a lot of limiting beliefs and lifestyle habits that need to be reconditioned and broken just because either family, society, you know, whoever it is that influences their lives have made them believe that this is the only way things get done. So I feel like there is plenty of topics and just insight that we can provide from conversations with clients and even our own reconditioning and um, And beliefs. What is on the internet? That is a whole factor of conditioning in itself. We are not wasting any time today. No. This is what we're talking about. Let's go. One, two, three, shoot. I was going to say, should we start with our favorite topic lately? What is that? 75 fucking hard. Oh, here we go. Excuse my language. Here we go. 75 hard. Okay. For those of you who don't know, Andy Frisella has put on this challenge. Who He is the owner and founder of First Form Supplements, which that's another conversation. Their supplements are pretty good from what I understand. But he has put on this challenge that 75 days where you work out twice a day for 45 minutes, one indoor, one outdoor. You follow a diet with no cheat meals. That is extremely vague. Um, you take a progress picture every day. You drink a gallon of water a day. You you read 10 pages a day. No alcohol as well. And you have to take a five-minute cold shower. And you do 10 minutes of dedicated visualization. Now, so First you do all, all of these every single day for 75 days. And the whole purpose of it is to basically prove to yourself that you can do hard things and to change your life radically in a very extreme way, of course. So... I have a question. Okay. How does somebody do that with just an Instagram post of everything that you just bulleted pointed? Like, would you give that to a client? Never in my life. But how does somebody do that without any guidance? And I'm not even being like... Because he like, already has... He has his brand, which is extremely successful. He has over 1 million followers on Instagram. And so this is his challenge that... I, I, I get the part that's like you can do hard things, prove to yourself what you can do. Like that's kind of a different conversation, but this is not health. This is not health and this is not, I, I mean, my no. opinion, of course, this is not how you change your life. Because everybody thought keto and Atkins and I don't know, Beachbody were going to change their lives and it really just ended up being 
an unhealthy stigma that people are told helps build consistency and discipline. But I don't know. Do you think it really does? No, I don't. I mean, this is this is literally what we do for a living is mm-hmm. help people build healthy, sustainable lifestyles and stay consistent and actually change their lives from the inside out. And I just think it's a shame that... I don't want to say it's a shame that it's so successful. Like, I'm really... To each their own. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm sure for some people, it really does impact them and it's a great thing for them and that's awesome. However... All I see with this bullet point of uh, these bullet points of things that you have to do for 75 days straight is I see burnout. I see setting yourself up for failure and feeling like a failure when you can't do something that is extremely unrealistic and not even healthy. And I see toxicity. Those things are not for everybody. Not everybody needs a gallon of water a day. Nobody needs two workouts a day. Everybody needs recovery days. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll just let you go in on that. Well, yeah. Well, that was kind of what confused me. I'm glad that you brought that up about 75 hard is it's 75 days in a row. Like I've seen a lot of people on Instagram. And again, if you're, if it's your niche, like, okay, cool. Like I'm glad you found something, but how is it that you are getting no guidance? You are being told to work out two 45-minute times. Like a lot of people who are uneducated and who aren't given the tools are going to think that they need to do two really hard workouts. Like I don't think a lot enough people know that, you know, a 45-minute workout can be, you know, like a really nice flow of yoga mm-hmm. where you're still getting that active recovery aspect of it and it still counts as a quote-unquote workout. But I think that he's building that stigma around – Um, or just not even a stigma, but like encouraging burnout because not enough people are educated on their own to know what an active recovery like session can look like. And most people aren't, that's not common knowledge. It's not, not at all. And like you said, like the whole entire thing is just setting you up for failure and burnout because there's no education behind it. There's no no tools and resources that's being provided it is a bulleted statement of do this 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 and that and if you don't do it and he says i mean you all can look through his 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 highlights he says if you don't do this you failed and you have to start all over again pretty much like i've seen i've seen plenty of people on instagram stories who didn't take a progress picture because it's supposed to be every day and you know what i can appreciate that i can appreciate like um documenting your progress because you're going to want to have those to look back on we tell our clients all the time but not on an everyday basis like how are you going to feel like you failed because you didn't take a picture mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> what about for the people that don't read like there are plenty of people out there who um are just like they either adapt or resonate better with podcasts mm-hmm. or um listening to audiobooks who can't focus on reading or who just don't even know the genre of reading that they like or, you know, can't keep, I don't know, up with like a self-help book kind of thing. Like, how do you tell somebody you have to read 10 pages? Like, don't get me wrong. I think it's a great, um, like, asset and something to practice, but that's not for everybody. So how can you just give out blanket statements of do this, this, and that, and you're going to be successful? Who's defining success, first mm-hmm. of all? Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's just talk about that. Let's talk about the fact that there are so many people and we, we work with these people mm-hmm. often. There are so many specifically women out there who have issues that go 
into their deeper levels of health and their hormonal balances and maybe they do this expecting to see crazy results because who wouldn't expect to see crazy results from doing two workouts a day and having no cheat meals no alcohol all the things for 75 days i there are plenty of people who could do that yeah and their body would actually probably react worse and regress in their perception of progress because yeah. that's not what they need. Like that is so much stress on the body yeah. and that's not what most people need. And then that's not even mentioning the um, follow a diet. Yeah, what does I was that gonna, mean? I was gonna say like, it literally is a little broccoli emoji that says follow a diet. What diet? First of all, people, there's there are too many people who are gonna read that and think keto. Atkins, uh, paleo, um, no carb diets, whole 30. And you know what? (laughs) No, that's not, that's, that's really not what anyone needs. No, honestly, honestly, I wish that we could erase the word diet from the dictionary because even, I don't know about you, but like myself and my clients and you know, my Instagram, like just in general, in my everyday life, I really try to avoid using the word diet because one what is a diet like I refer to everything as nutrition lifestyle because that's what it is I feel like there's so much attached to the word diet so how are you blanket like just a blanket was definitely not the right word to use there but how are you like what's a blanket statement yeah there you go like is a blanket just saying follow diet follow what diet follow what like how do you follow a diet an undefined diet yeah it doesn't it really if if you're someone who's done it, sorry that we're ragging on it so hard, but also not sorry because this is... We're coming, here to bring awareness. Yeah, we're, like, we're here to shed some light on this. And if you're doing it for fitness purposes, that's yeah. that's really not a good path to go down. And if you're doing it to just prove something to yourself... That's different. That's a little bit different because if you're just trying to overcome some mindset barriers mm-hmm. and become more disciplined and prove that you can do hard things, then yeah. I can appreciate that and I can respect that. And whatever challenges you, you, you do that. But if you're doing it because you want to get in shape or... or you think it's going to change your life and fitness perspective? It doesn't... Mm-hmm. It, it really does not have to be this extreme. <laughs> do you know what follow a diet says to me? <gasps> what? Keep under eating. Like, that's Mm. all that I can... Like, that's the first thing that comes to mind when it says follow a diet. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep eating a thousand calories a day. Different results. Yes. Keep eating a thousand calories a day, but because you're doing all this other stuff, you're going to instantly start seeing results. I'm sorry. That's... We... I mean, I've talked... I have a whole podcast about how damaging under eating is, and I think a very high percentage of the population at least the female population, mm-hmm. because of what diet culture has done to us, suffers from under eating. And it's a really, really hard thing to overcome. And we coach women through it all the time. And to see something like that go out there that goes, that encourages that damaging behavior. Yeah. We're pissed. <laughs> I, I'm really pissed to see so many women on my timeline doing it. But I feel like it was a perfect intro and that we should really just get into talking more about stigmas in general because this is exactly what it is. It's a stigma. It's building a negative mindset and everything that we are trying to accomplish within our own journeys and our clients is building a positive mindset where you can shift 
from everyday life to have that balance that you need no matter what season you're in because the summer's hard it is hard and we're seeing that firsthand this Mm -hmm. is a this summer is exceptional as well because we're coming out of the pandemic or so we think everybody (laughs) so we think but everybody is almost they're trying to play catch up yeah. And they revenge travel, revenge yeah, fun. Literally, I love mm-hmm. that term because it's exactly what it is from someone that's currently in Texas again. But in summary of that, 75 hard is very, very extreme. And I just want you to know that you do not have to go to this extreme to change your life, to be successful, to be fit, to be a badass. You are a badass right now. Yes seriously like you just being who you are is incredible and i that's the vibe cheers to that (laughs) that's the vibe that i get from seeing so many people do it is it it is a badass thing to do it's i mean even though the name 75 hard sounds cool it sounds like wow you're you that's pretty tough like that's impressive that you can do that and again you just being who you are or taking one baby step today towards the person you want to be that's badass not all of this bullshit to-do list stuff that's not realistic. Like, no. you don't need to do that to accomplish anything. No. It's so. easy to chuck things off and not... it Again, kind of going back to our previous podcast that we recorded together, and not being aligned with you. Like, it's so easy to say, like, yeah, I did X, Y, and Z, but how did it make you feel at the end of it? Did it build that confidence? Did it shift that mindset for you? And, and for some people, it does, because... For some people, they might not know what their goals are, where they're going, or what they need to do to shift their mindset. So it's enough built-in discipline where they're kind of able to navigate it, but they don't even have a coach or anybody holding them accountable or helping them use those tools and resources to trickle through their everyday life and just like overall lifestyle. Like to, like to me, if I was doing 75 hard, it would literally only be to be consistent in my fitness because one, I'm not getting any nutrition help from that. And I'm just speaking from experience, from being a client and being a coach and being an athletic trainer. I'm not getting anything from that. I'm getting, I'm taking a progress picture that's not even defined of what kind of progress picture. So I can literally be a picture of anything. It's a gallon of water, which I know as an athletic trainer, and I think, you know, maybe we'll talk about it another day. A gallon of water, like you said before, is not for everybody and especially not for women. Um, 10 pages like I had a comprehension issue as a kid (laughs) I'm not gonna lie like for me to sit there and read 10 pages is difficult but for me to sit there and listen to you know 20-30 minutes of a podcast at night like that's more valuable to me overall it's overrated and you know what else is overrated the scale (sighs) this is my favorite freaking topic to talk about I could talk about it for the next 40 minutes we're gonna i'm just gonna mm, throw it out we're not trying to trigger people but you may feel triggered because it's not again it's not our fault it's the way we've been conditioned through society especially as women we have Mm -hmm. been conditioned to feel defined by the number on the scale to feel controlled by the number on the scale the number of our clothing size Mm -hmm. there's a lot of numbers around there around floating around that don't define us that we we can't detach from and we see it all the time and we highly recommend to all of our clients that they don't weigh themselves outside of the beginning and the end of their time with us which is always at least six months 
and whether or not you know they do that that's up to them yeah. we're not going to micromanage but we don't recommend it purely for mental health no you know how many clients i have to tell to hide their scale or yes. have somebody in their household hide it from them just because it it's a limiting belief like that's the only way that i can figure out how to describe it because it is something that you will get on every day and negatively impact your mental health because of whatever it says and how is the weight of yourself going to define all of the progress that you've made throughout you know your journey yeah like exactly you zoom out and you look at i mean we track progress from your from yes the tangibles like your progress pictures your measurements the strength, the weight that you're pushing in the gym, the way you're sleeping, your confidence levels, your energy levels, the way you're eating, the way your clothes fit, the way your clothes fit, that's a big one. And you look at all those things and if the number on the scale doesn't sit where you want it to, you no, refuse, yeah. you refuse, you refuse to, to that, feel good about the rest yeah, of those you things. You refuse to see that progress. Like that all kind of goes on the back burner. You're just like, I've made no progress. And like we said, this is going to be triggering for some people because they're going to think like, wow, I'm being called out. But we've all been there before. Like I tell Carrie all the time, I can say it because I've been in the client's shoes. But honestly, she can also say it because there has been a point in her journey too where we weren't where we are now. And it was a lot of like shifting our mindset to be where we're at now because if you are defined by the scale there is literally no way that you're moving forward because you refuse to see any other forms of progress and celebrate it and reflect on it and like let it move you forward yeah and that's going to hold you back from being your healthiest self being your happiest self being content and seeing the things that really matter and that's not even touching on the fact that especially the way we train clients we're all strength focused so mm-hmm. we use weights we use equipment um we build muscle for a million different reasons yeah. it's good for your overall health it boosts your metabolism and with that you literally start trading body fat for muscle mass mm-hmm. and muscle mass really actually does way more than fat that's not a myth mm-hmm. that's not a thing people say nope it really does And so you start gaining muscle, and so the scale starts to level out, and it doesn't, I mean, yeah, it's always going to fluctuate, but it doesn't, like, drop the way you want to see it drop because you have more muscle mass, even though you have way less body fat percentage. But there's not an easy way to measure that. No, especially, like, even when people, like, I feel like a really common thing, and again, I guess another stigma is everybody's really reliant on not only the scale, but their BMI and body fat percentage, which... As an athletic trainer, I don't know how many people actually know about it. We can kind of go into it if you want. But um, are not the most accurate ways to actually determine and measure body fat. Like, there are a lot of different tools, including, like, I'm trying to remember correctly. Um, In college, we had to do this form of, you pretty much, like, dunked your body. You were on, like, a weighted scale. But it was in this pool of water that basically takes out all of the um like outside factors that are contributing like gravity and whatnot um, honestly a lot of my home conditioning and exercise science majors out there will know exactly what i'm talking about i forgot the name of it but there are other accurate ways to determine um body fat and bmi and those numbers aren't even it like they are not the most accurate form of determining that 
So no, there's a lot of strategies that people think are accurate or they go off of, they rely on that aren't that. Yeah. That again, they're, they're just stigmas that people go off of. They're not actually accurate. You know what? I think it's more of maybe, um, obviously lack of education, because I feel like that always plays a part into what stigmas are. They're a lack of education. Um, and that's nobody's fault. It's easier to believe something that everybody is saying instead of actually looking deeper into the facts, um, and looking into the science behind it. But I think it's also just accessibility and how, like, like, like I said, easily accessible something is. A scale is easy to buy. Obviously you're not buying this dunk tank, dunk tank that I just described to you to determine what your actual body fat is, or you're not spending hundreds of dollars to go to a specialist to get your biometric impedance done, where you're going through a machine that's you know not through insurance, where you have to pay hundreds of dollars for them to tell you what your muscle mass is, you know what your water weight is, um, you know what your body fat is, etc. Because it's not realistic for everybody, so it's just easier to get on the scale. I get that. Yeah. I'm not knocking it, but also don't hold so much um, importance to it either. Just knowing that it's literally not the most accurate because the scales like you said is not going to tell you what's fat and what's muscle mass right exactly the scale is not going to tell you that and that is very very important but one thing that you can trust and you can go off of is you are strength training in the gym maybe you've been doing so for months you are tracking your calories and macros you're confident in what those are you're eating healthier way healthier than you we were before in terms of whole foods, clean eating, eating nutrient-dense foods. Your clothes are fitting differently. You notice the physical changes. You're seeing it. But the scale's not changing. The scale still sits at the same weight. That right there is a guarantee that you're gaining muscle mass and you're losing body fat and it's just leveling out. And that's a great thing. So please, please, please do not let the scale get in your head. What if we started looking at the scale instead of body fat as muscle mass? Like, wow, I'm mm. 136 pounds of muscle. Like, what if we had, you know what? I never thought about that until now. You guys just heard some really valuable information <laughs> that we haven't even explored yet because I just thought about that literally right now. What if it's just like we always talk about mindset shifts in the gym with gym anxiety, which we could talk about next. Um, but it being that it is 136 pounds of muscle mass and not fat. Who determined that it was fat? Yeah. Who said it was yeah. fat? I mean, not to no mention lean body mass is everything that's not fat pretty much. So you've got yeah. lean body mass, which is your organs, your bones, your hair, really. It's everything except yeah. for body fat. You know what? That's a great point. How is someone with shorter hair than me? My hair is heavy as crap. How is somebody with shorter hair than me or finer hair than me? It's a great point. Yeah. Seriously. Your lean body mass weighs so much more, and that includes muscle, Yeah. than body fat. And we just, all we can think about is how fat we are when we step on the scale. And I've been there. We've all yeah. been there. I remember a couple years ago, I stepped on the scale and, oof, I, don't, I did not expect to say something like this. I stepped on the scale at the gym and walked out really frustrated because I had been working really hard and I weighed the same, which, by the way, was like 134 pounds. <laughs> Bought myself <laughs> in the head right now. So stupid. And my boyfriend at the time, 
literally told me it's because I eat I keep eating cake. He's like, well, I mean, you eat you eat dessert. You you've been eating cake, so I don't know what you expect to change. That actually happened. Are you telling me that you can't eat cake and get to your goals? Oh no, I know better than that now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. If forever whoever feels attacked by that, eat the damn cake. Eat the damn cake. Seriously, that is very toxic. But also, he, I mean, he wasn't a terrible toxic person. It's again a lack of education. education. A lack of awareness, and then it just gets spread around, which the internet really, really heightens that. Speaking about cake, I feel like we still need to talk about gym anxiety, but if we're talking about food, we might as well go into a couple of nutrition stigmas, because I definitely know growing up, um, Dad, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, but like keto, Atkins, paleo, like what is up with? not having carbs like okay sugar additives we talk about all of that with our clients we make sure they understand but who's afraid of carbs who started that i want to know because i have some choice words for that's what i'm saying i know we're probably gonna have to go back a hundred years because this is something that is so ingrained in everybody it's so hard it's so hard to unroot. Yeah. As coaches, we see people really actually like fight themselves mm-hmm. to eat rice. Yes. And potatoes mm-hmm. and sources of carbs. You know what? I'm not even going to lie because the first time that you ever told me eat a bagel, I was like, are you sure? Eat a, <laughs> eat a bagel. I'm what like, kind of fitness coach are you? <laughs> I was like, you know how many grams of carbs are in this shit? Hell yeah, I do. Eat up, That's the point. That's literally the point. I see so many people come through here, um, or just in general, and are just like, they look at me sideways. Like, I feel like you guys could watch my facial expressions right now because they literally look at me sideways. Like, you're going to eat another bagel today? Yes, I am. I eat a bagel every day. At least five or six days out of the week. I'm pretty sure actually every day. It's a Dave's Killer Bagel, mm-hmm. which has 21 grams of whole grains, pretty sure 9 grams of fiber, 16 grams of protein. It's a very clean source. Don't get me wrong. If you're eating Thomas Bagels, there's a quick little story for you. A couple months ago, I don't even know what got into us. Alex and I bought some of those, just your standard Thomas Bagels mm-hmm. for one reason or another. And I was eating, I think, half of one in the morning for a couple days I did not experience (laughs) that kind of, like, poor... Like, my digestive system has not been that irregular and uncomfortable in a long time. It, like, backs you up. But the right source of bagels... Again, it's it's your source. It's how clean it is. It's how friendly it's going to be to your body. And I'd like to point out that that was not sponsored. She genuinely remembers the nutrition label to Dave's Killer Bagels. I'm obsessed. <laughs> like, but that's, that's the whole point, too, is when you find the right foods that work for you and work for your body and give you the, the, the sources of fuel that you need to accomplish all of your goals, not only in the gym, but throughout your lifestyle, um... Why wouldn't you know that? Why wouldn't you continue to eat the same foods? That's a big thing for people too is getting bored when eating or succumbing to cravings. 
Yeah. And thinking that, like, you can find the foods that work for you that you thoroughly enjoy. Like, I thoroughly enjoy my carbs, my um, my everyday just nutrition. I eat the same damn thing pretty much almost every single day. And I'm not even mad about it. Yeah. You're actually a poster child for that. Tanisha's like... <laughs> it's a, so bad. <laughs> I die hard... Eat the damn same thing every day. What's wrong <laughs> with that? I do. <laughs> if you like it and it's good for you and it works for you, that's the thing. That's what we try to help our clients find. And it's challenging because it's so different for everybody. But what we try to help them find is, is foods that fit their lifestyle, mm-hmm. they actually thoroughly enjoy, make their body feel good, and meet their calories macros or you know intuitive eating yeah. schedule whatever it is we're working on so they can, can actually reach their physical goals finding foods that align with all four of those categories is not easy but it can be done yeah it's definitely achievable but when you're on one of these um quote unquote like lifestyles, which i don't even think they're lifestyles because anybody i know that did keto or atkins do not um sustain it it's definitely not a nutritional lifestyle that is sustainable for long term after you're finished i can't even tell you how many clients i speak to or even just people on a daily basis that tell me that they've tried keto um they had great results they lost 10 plus pounds and then but they it wasn't again. yeah but it's not sustainable so many of them are just like yeah you know what it worked temporarily but i wasn't set up for long-term sustainability because i gained all of the weight back i was still incredibly unhappy with myself like what's the point like this is why we call them diet fads the only time i will use the word diet is when i it's paired with the word fad because it's not something that's sustainable no why do you do it that's yes that is one of my favorite phrases is if it is not sustainable if your results cannot be sustained what is the point what yeah. is the point? I know that you have a vacation coming up and you're in crunch time and you just want to feel good. I get that. We've mm-hmm. Again, we've all been there. Yeah, we're human. But when you get back from vacation, please just zoom out and look at the big picture. And I know you want it right now. And I know you want results as fast as possible. But let me ask you this. Don't you also want them two years from now? Mm-hmm. Don't you also want them five years from now? Don't you also want them after you've had three kids and you're trying to quote unquote get your body back? Don't you want that to feel easy or to not be like you're starting from square one? You're trying to lose 50 pounds and you're just so defeated at all times. Like seriously, look at the bigger picture. It's not worth it. It's not yeah. worth doing keto for one month every year. It's not. It's not. And honestly, how much progress are you really making in that one month or those, those, you know, two to three weeks before vacation? It's just like we tell our clients, like when you go on vacation and maybe you're not as consistent as you would like to be, but like if you're not going to lose progress in that week to 10 days that you're on vacation, what makes you think that a two week diet fad or a one month diet fad out of the year is going to give you the results that you're looking for or even just make you feel good? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I just want to like dive into that real quick and let you guys know that any progress pictures that you've seen of somebody else where their entire body composition has changed and they just have a completely different shape 
and either they've built a butt from the ground up or they've lost 100 pounds. That, there is absolutely no way to make that happen quickly. And by quickly, I mean like six months or less. No. That's not, that, that's not how that works. No. It takes years. It takes multiple years just because that's the science of, of our bodies. Yeah. And honestly, a lot of people are different. Obviously, everybody knows everybody's different. But it's a lot of trial and error in figuring out what works for you. Personally, I don't think I started seeing any kind of dramatic or drastic physical changes in my body until I was working consistently with Carrie for about four to four and a half months. And I think a lot of people just expect a quick fix or, you know, to quickly achieve something that takes months to years to achieve in a matter of two to four weeks. And that's not realistic whatsoever and not to mention everybody's body type is different everybody's body reacts to different things because of like outside factors that we cannot control but eventually we can learn to control through nutrition which ultimately is built over time like there is no short-term fad or lifestyle that is sustainable i'm sorry no it's not sustainable and it's not gonna get you where you ultimately want to go so we encourage our our clients, potential clients, anyone listening, it, I mean everybody, yeah. really, to really just zoom out and look at the bigger picture of your health and your long-term goals and just lean into those mm-hmm. and trust the process because, I mean, how many things have we talked about? We talked about fat diets. We talked about 75 hard. We talked about the scale, which is a little bit different, but... There's just a lot of stuff out there, especially with all the trends on social media and all the influencers who can, you know, make make these challenges and these things sound so appealing and like such such a solution to your problems. And realistically, they've been doing this for years. They started out exactly where you were, figuring it out, going through the fads, figuring out what's sustainable for them. To ultimately, they're years out of their journey and not really talking about it. They're not really like reminding you that you're maybe not on day one, but like you're still very new to the game and you're looking to get results that happen in five years in 75 days or in a month or in two weeks before vacation. Yeah, and that's not fair. That's not fair because most people, the vast majority of people, are not health and fitness experts and they're not educated in these areas. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Like, we, how many edu- areas am I not educated on? How many areas am I not educated on? <laughs> Honestly, that's why we make such a good team because we are willing to admit that we, one, don't know everything, or two, there is room for adjustment and growth. Definitely. Yeah. It's just, it's not as easy as a lot of people are trying to make it seem. And I know that that's not pleasant to hear and that we want it to happen in a month and we want to look like our favorite influencer if we follow this, you know, 30-day challenge. And we love you (laughs) and we want you to know that... It's not that easy. It's hard. It takes time. But the good news is that you can do hard things Mm -hmm. and and you can put in the time. There's plenty of people out there that 
are going to want to show you the right way to do hard things and to overcome those hard things and not just say like, hey, you have to do this or you're soft and you can't do hard things. Right, exactly. There's not one way to do things and what's actually hard is not, you know, a month or two challenge. What's actually hard is sustainability and discipline. And what we've found, and I didn't, I mean, just honestly, guys, I didn't know this in the beginning of my fitness journey or even in the beginning of my coaching journey. And what I've learned through coaching others is that the key to sustainability and discipline is 100% mindset. There's no way around that. So we want to go into just a couple key things, a couple key mindset shifts that that are going to help you push through when you're not motivated or when you're not reaching the goals in the timeline that you wanted to. So to start out, we get asked this question a lot. What do you do on the days where you're not feeling motivated? And I'm going to give you a very simple, blatant answer that we'll dive into deeper in a moment. But what you do on the days you're not motivated, the exact same thing you do on the days that you are motivated. That's it. Consistency and discipline. And there are some some tips and tricks around discipline, but as far as motivation, there's really not because it comes in waves and just trust that it will come back. You're not going to stay unmotivated. It's just a low and after a low comes a high. And in that low, you lean into discipline. And when it comes to discipline, it's all about staying prepared, Mm -hmm. having a good support system, Mm -hmm. accountability. Accountability is a big one, honestly. It's about doing the things that you don't want to do, but you know that you have to do. Because it's going to get you just that much closer to your goals. It's about remembering your why. And just knowing that it's okay to ask for help. And Mm -hmm. just being aware that... You're not going to know everything, and that's okay. There's a lot of grace in that. Yeah, you have to extend grace to yourself. You have to be okay with not getting it perfect. You have to be okay with the fact that you're not always going to feel motivated. And sometimes you have to turn your brain off and do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can definitely resonate with that because I feel like the mood's very heavy right now because this is a very heavy topic that people talk about. So to bring it... A little bit lighter just talking about discipline I was telling Carrie before I don't eat cooked spinach so I feel like a lot of people like it's just a perfect example of discipline honestly like it's a real life like okay maybe not everybody but it's definitely me I can eat I think spinach tastes like dirt it's so bad I cannot figure out a way every single week at the grocery store I do too and you know what and I eat it and I figure it out but honestly, so like raw spinach, not raw spinach, raw spinach is actually better. Like I can enjoy it like a salad, like like iceberg lettuce kind of thing, but a lot more nutritional value. So if you don't do that, I highly recommend it. But I cannot eat cooked spinach for the life of me. And discipline is knowing the, it brings so much nutrients and that it's just something that I need to consume to get to my goals. And it's going to make me feel better and make me feel energized that I have learned to not even chew it. I literally <laughs> just swallow it. I just swallow it because I know the difference between motivation and discipline. And sometimes I'm going to be motivated because that spinach is going to taste really good. (laughs) And on the days that it doesn't taste really good. Swallow it. Swallow it. She said it. Whoa. 
she said Honestly, because if you think about it, you're getting from point A to point B. And all of that middle chewing that's painful and uncomfortable and tastes really freaking nasty. You can skip all of that. It doesn't make sense. But it does. Because you can skip all that's in between and just know that you you need it to get from point A to point B. And right. like that's it. Yeah. No. No, I get what you're saying. You can muscle through. There are some things, and I do the same thing. I, I don't think spinach is that bad. Like I said, sometimes mm. it tastes like dirt. Maybe I just need to wash it better. I don't know. <laughs> but there's some things that you can just muscle through and you can just swallow because you know what's going to get you where you need to go. And this is where it takes self-awareness to know what those things are, what you can swallow to get you to your goals, and what you need to shift to make more realistic for yeah. you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you hated spinach to the point where you couldn't even put it in your mouth, there's, there's yeah. another way. There's another there, way. There definitely is. You don't have to just swallow it because you could potentially choke. But <laughs> you're absolutely right. There are different ways or substitutes or different avenues to explore that will give you the same results like drinking greens powder or um, finding another nutrient dense green that works for you your diet and your goals yes and there are also some things that I'll say it again you just gotta muscle up and do Mm -hmm. I mean there and there are plenty of things I tell my clients "Mm, there's no way around this one I'm sorry there's no way around a morning routine you gotta have it I know it's tough. I know you already wake up at 6 a.m. I feel that, girl. I I know that's hard. You still need that time for you. Yeah. And I'll tell you that. Yeah. That's what we do. I won't tell you to swallow spinach. It's just something I do. Like, (laughs) but a morning routine is going to help you solidify everything that we teach you and just honestly make you feel better at the end of the day. That's, there are negotiables and there's non-negotiables. Exactly. Spinach is a negotiable a morning routine and daily habits that are going to ultimately make you feel better at the end of the day is a non-negotiable. Yeah, that's a non-negotiable. That's um, sustainability. There is a lot of sustainability in learning what the negotiables and non-negotiables are for you. Exactly. And that's, that is mindset in itself. And again, that's awareness. And okay, mm-hmm. what can I push through and what do I need to shift? There is no what, like, like what can't I do that's going to, hinder me from reaching my goals it's you either shift or you push through you've got two options and there's nothing you can make endless shifts that is what we do with our clients is we shift 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 through every single season until they've learned that they can shift on their own yeah i think there's more progress in shifting than there is in desperately sticking to one path that is so concrete right There's not one way to do anything. And I think that's what we're trying to get at as a whole in this whole podcast. And I know we're a little bit all over the place today because we're just really fired up about these topics. But what we're saying is, again, there's not one way to do things. And it's not 75 hard. And it's not the keto diet. And it's not Whole30. And it's not weighing yourself every single day and just counting every single pound. Keep an open mind. Keep an open mind, and if you really need that guidance, invest in it. Invest in learning how to shift and learning how to pursue health and fitness in different ways that you haven't considered before. And also, it's important to learn to be flexible in the goals that you do set for yourself. Yeah, because those shift. I see a lot of clients come in with 
wanting to lose 20 pounds um, and feel overall toned and whatnot. But then they're going through the program, they're losing body fat, and then they realize, wow, I really enjoy, you know, growing my booty more than I do about having a six-pack abs. So I think it's a lot of shifting in your goals too because people don't realize that those goals are going to change. And it's not about sticking to them hardcore. It's about being able to shift with, I don't know. What feels, what feels right. right for you, what feels healthy, what feels empowering. Yeah. I have a client who's been with me for almost a year now, and she's actually speaking on one of our Zoom calls in a couple of days and sharing her experience on how her goal was to this past spring be able to fit into a specific dress. And, you know, we're a couple of months past that goal, and she still doesn't fit into that dress. Now, she has some hormonal issues, and she has some health things going on that are hindrances in her um, reaching this goal and she's speaking on this because she has had so many transformational mindset shifts and she has just grown so much in so many different ways and she's healthier and she's happier and she doesn't really feel the need to fit into that dress anymore and that is so powerful Mm -hmm. and there's so many things that you can miss when you're so fixated on one goal. So what I would say is if you're not reaching the goal that you set out to reach, and that can be anything from something so small to so big, first of all, you know, just realistically speaking, reevaluate what you're doing. You know, don't keep doing the same things and thinking you're going to get different results. Exactly. And secondly, what feels good, what is healthy, what is empowering to me, and leaning into that instead of forcing yourself in one direction because, mm-hmm. you know, that was the original goal. Maybe it changes, and maybe that's okay, and maybe you're going to be 10 times happier shifting with that. So that's pretty much all we got for you guys today. I know we started out a little intense. Yeah. <laughs> we feel really passionate about a lot of specific topics that. If we could, we would talk about it all in one podcast, but you'd be here for days. Yeah, we're going to at least break it up for you and and do it over time. So, yeah, I hope that you got some kind of value out of this and were encouraged to pursue sustainability, your health, your empowerment, because that's what it's all about. That's what's important, and that's that's what's going to make you confident and happy. And that's the most important thing above all. And I I think there's a lot of um, stigmas, but topics that are in the health and fitness industry that maybe you don't necessarily agree with either. And if that's the case, we would love to not only talk about it, but it's something that we do talk about with our CamFit fam, um, with all of our clients, um, with everything that we do coaching wise. And if that sounds like you, and someone who just is aware enough and recognizes that everything that's out there is not always not to be trusted but should be taken with a grain of salt Mm -hmm. we have the community for you to be able to talk about it to pick it apart to figure out what works for you and what doesn't work for you yeah exactly and not just to talk about what doesn't work but most importantly to talk about what does work and how we can lift each other up and how we can shift together Mm -hmm. in different ways all working towards the same things. So that's what we're all about. And if this is something that you want in your life, if this is the support that you want, if you want that guidance, that education, that community, 
we're here for you. Yeah. We would love for you to come join us, to come grow with us. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put our website link in the show notes. So we hope to hear from you soon. And thank you so much for tuning in. If this really clicked and resonated with you, please go ahead and share it with someone you care about. If Mm -hmm. you think people need to hear this, send it to them, repost it on your story. If you do that, make sure you tag us so that we can see it and thank you and connect with you. And um, if you've been listening to the FML podcast and you're really loving it, please leave a rating or review. It really helps on my end. And all we're trying to do is spread awareness, positivity, fitness mindset, lifestyle. (laughs) So um, help a sister out, leave a rating and review. Thanks again for tuning in and we will see you next time. Bye guys.